Welcome to the Backyard Teacher Podcast. I'm your host, Leanne, and I'm here to share early childhood activities, information and advice with educators who want the best for the kids in their care. Thanks so much for being here. Now let's get started. Valentine's Day is just an excuse for card shops and florists to make money, right? Maybe not. Whether you're a fan of Valentine's Day or not, you'll start seeing it everywhere around mid-January, and it's a common early childhood theme, even though kids are a little bit young for romantic love. So why do we do it? In my opinion, there's a few reasons. The first is that it's a nice social skills topic. Showing affection and kindness to our friends is something we always try and reinforce in early childhood settings. Kids need to learn acceptable ways to show their affection and love with their peers. At home, they might do that by wrestling with dad or an older sibling, for example. But that kind of rough play is generally frowned on in a care environment. Valentine's Day is a nice opportunity to teach what is and isn't acceptable when it comes to expressing our feelings. I have a little friend in my own group who likes to pinch educators on the bottom and say, hey, stinky butt. Now, while that is actually kind of funny and we really love their exuberant little personality, there's a lesson on appropriate touching coming up for that person. The next reason we might use a Valentine's Day theme is because it's a part of the kids' world as well. They see the same advertising we do. They may have adults at home who talk about it. Maybe their grown-ups go out for dinner or a date night or something on that day. It benefits kids to see their loved ones expressing affection to each other. It teaches them that everyone can give and receive love and affection. And teaching kids that Valentine's Day is a special day to show some extra love to those close to you gives them a context to understand more about familial interactions. The reason which makes the most sense to me is that using a Valentine's Day theme in early childhood is the same as using any other theme. It's a vehicle for teaching desirable behaviours, skills and concepts. It doesn't matter so much what the activity is, but the skills and learning behind the activity. For example, making some kind of pretty pink heart craft requires fine motor skills to manipulate the materials, some executive functioning for planning where you're going to glue the decorations, social skills to work at the same table with the others and share the glue stick and the materials, maybe some colour awareness for talking about the pieces that you want to glue on, receptive language skills for listening to the instructions and some more executive function for being able to follow them. So you can see in this example that it's not the theme that makes the difference, but the skills that the kids are learning via working with the theme. Plus, Valentine's activities can be fun. I think we sometimes get so caught up in thinking about pedagogy and rigour that we can forget that it's important to enjoy these things. Valentine's activities are generally bright, pretty, engaging. They can build motivation, engagement and an intrinsic drive for participation and learning. So it doesn't really matter whether the theme is Valentine's Day or Pajama Day or My Favourite Socks. The theme is just the vehicle. It's your way to get your kids from where they are to where you need them to be. And it makes the journey a little bit more fun. Valentine's Day is a special occasion that's celebrated pretty much all over the world. It's a day when people express their love and affection for one another through various forms of communication, such as sending cards, flowers or gifts. 
One of the most traditional ways to express love on Valentine's Day is by sending a card. These cards were once handmade creations that were individually designed to show how much the sender loved the recipient. The cards would often contain uh, some kind of sentimental verse, proclaiming the beauty of the receiver and how much they were loved. As parents and educators, it's important that we teach kids about Valentine's Day and the meaning behind it. By teaching them about the history and traditions of Valentine's Day, we're helping them understand the importance of expressing love and affection. It also allows them to appreciate the beauty and creativity of handmade cards and the value of taking time to create something special for someone they care about. Furthermore, it encourages them to express their feelings toward others and it develops their creativity. Valentine's Day isn't just about store-bought cards and chocolate. It's about expressing love and affection in a meaningful way. By teaching kids about the history and traditions of Valentine's Day, we're helping them to understand the importance of that. Now, who are the people that we love? The Valentine's topic invites kids to talk about the people that matter to them, their families, their friends, their educators, whoever they feel an attachment with. Little kids are more likely to talk about their mothers and fathers and maybe their siblings. Older kids might include their friends or perhaps someone in their extended family. Um, I had a nice chat with a preschooler from my centre not long ago who told me all about his nan and how she was so nice and she'd given a toy mobile phone to our centre for all the kids to play with. A little bit more poking discovered that it wasn't actually his nan but his best friend's nan. It seems she'd made quite an impact on him, so he had unofficially adopted her. The point is, it doesn't matter who we include in our close circle, but how they make us feel and how we express those feelings. So how should we show affection to our families and friends? I'm willing to bet you've received a hug from a small friend that you felt was going to snap you back. My own daughter built a reputation for that when she was little, and it was important to help her learn that while it's lovely to show affection to those we love, it's nicer if it doesn't hurt. We need to help our kids learn that we can show affection by playing nicely together, by being kind to each other, and by helping each other. Holding hands is nice, but dragging someone around by the hand is less nice. Young kids don't necessarily have the skills yet to see things from the point of view of others. In order to help them understand, we need to make the experience more relevant and personal for them. For example, you might ask, how does it make you feel when someone smiles at you and gives you a nice hug? And you can demonstrate that by very gently hugging them. Then how does it feel if someone squeezes you too tightly? Now, I'm not suggesting you squeeze them too hard here to model this, but give them a fairly firm hug, maybe with a, a little squeeze for emphasis. Model other ways to show affection. It might help to think about the ways you show affection to the kids. I'm assuming you smile at them. You might call them a pet name like Buddy or Darling or something like that. You might hold their hand, you might pat them on the back or tussle their hair. Demonstrate these things to them and ask them how they make them feel. Kids who are used to receiving affection probably won't even notice it. It's a normal everyday thing for them. But kids who aren't used to it will be very aware of every touch or sign of affection. I've worked with a bunch of disadvantaged kids over the years and my advice is to express your affection slowly if you're not sure how that's going to go and be very alert to how they respond. I once taught a lovely but pretty challenging eight-year-old boy who came from a very tough, disadvantaged home. We were talking as a whole class about hugs being a sign of affection and he told me that no one ever hugged him. 
Later on, I asked him if he wanted a hug and he said yes. So I made a point of seeking him out every single day from then on for a hug. And then over time, I noticed that I didn't have to go looking for him anymore. He had started seeking me out for that hug. His challenging behaviors decreased a little and we started to develop a real connection. I like to think that those daily hugs made a difference to that child. I know they made a difference to me. Now, why do we show affection to others? Humans are biologically inclined to give and receive affection. Physical touch from someone you care about releases hormones that increase your feelings of security, reduce pain, lower your blood pressure, and just plain feel good. Think of a toddler taking a tumble. Our first reaction is to pick them up and hold them. And how many times have you had to kiss a small injury better? We know a kiss can't really fix an ouch. It's the gesture itself that's comforting. The kindness and concern you show is what makes it better. Our role as educators is to teach kids how to respectfully and appropriately show their feelings to others. We need to talk about it, model it, and show them how to show it themselves. We need to teach them boundaries between what is and isn't okay. And hopefully we can help kids have a nicer time in care in the meantime. To this end, I made a Valentine's unit for my own group of kids. My kiddos are two to three years old, but that includes a broad range of abilities. I have some very young two-year-olds and some quite mature three-year-olds. So the activities I do have to be easily adaptable for everyone. If you're interested in taking a look at these activities, you can find the link on my website at thebackyardteacher.com.au and there are some freebies there that you can try out if you'd like to have a go. Now, you know your kids best, so if something seems too hard or too easy, just tweak it, change it, or leave it out altogether. But most importantly, when you're teaching your kids about Valentine's Day, enjoy it. Have some fun. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Backyard Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please take a moment to leave a quick review. That tells the powers that be that my podcast is worth listening to, so they'll put it in front of more educators. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode, then pop over to the Backyard Teacher blog for more ideas, tips and freebies to help you be the best educator you can be. Have a good one.